welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey y'all, I'm Lindsay. I'm Nichelle. And welcome back to Adam's Rib Podcast, mm-hmm. episode 153. Thank you to all of our old listeners for all this time rocking with us. New listeners, welcome to Adam's Rib Podcast, a Christian podcast for women. You can catch a new episode every single Tuesday. We are in iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. We have a website that you can subscribe to, Podcast at, no, adamsrepodcast.com. <laughs> we have new blogs that come out. We have a YouTube channel. You can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever your listening platform is, and let us know what you think so that we can reach and expand our podcast to all the new listeners out there. This episode is mm. what they call you mm. Ver- mm. <laughs> versus who's coach hey <laughs> i like because <laughs> <laughs> i have been called some things girl and i have like <laughs> right okay and i have like all these verses i was just like yes verse 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 yes yes Amen. yes just to remind you of Amen. who has called you and what you can you can get you through Amen. Versus what they've called you. I've always liked, and this is in some Tyler Perry movie. It's not what your what your calls, what you answer to. That always stuck with me for like the longest. Yeah. I was like, that is so 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 real. Yeah. But what you got for us? So I jotted down like everything. I was like, Ooh, yes, yes, God, okay. yes, God, yes, God. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I was thinking of this topic, the person that stood out to me the most was Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is bad, wow. okay, because Nehemiah really, 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 really just, I feel like he reflects exactly the people that I encounter every day. Like, I feel like I like I can see my story in him. So, Nehemiah was literally a cup bearer. His job was to carry the king's cup. That's what they called him, cup bearer, right? However, um, if you know, like, Part of his role was to make sure that he tested everything that was in that cup before it got to the king. So he was a barrier of protection for that king. So if it was wine, if it was water, if it was apple juice or orange juice, whatever it was, maybe it was Sprite. I don't even know if they had sodas back in the day. However, comma, but. didn't have apple juice or orange juice. (laughs) Please. I know they had. I know they was making apple juice. Anyway. How they, I wonder what they used to squeeze the juice out the apples though. Girl, they probably had like some stones or something, some mallets. That was like chop, chop, squeeze, smash and go. Anyway, y'all. Chop, chop, squeeze. I'm going to take a lot of apples <laughs> to use a mallet. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, he was just... responsible for making sure that he tested um, this drink. And so, his role may have been, what they called him may have seemed simple, but his role and his responsibility was actually really, really important. Mm-hmm. And he did his job well. He was obedient to the job that he was given. And so because of that, I feel like we see this um, kind of like this growth and like this positioning for 
for success by Nehemiah. So Nehemiah hears what's going on in Jerusalem and he has a burden. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a burden. He has a vision. He's he's thinking because this is his hometown. So he's like, yo, like my city is in, in unrest. Like they over there tearing stuff up. Yeah. Like and so his burden led him to then ask permission from the king. Like, yo, like can I go and handle this? And I feel mm-hmm. like um God had positioned him to be in this space to be able to ask this question for this purpose, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes we look at where we are and what we're called in life. Even when you're thinking about your job, some people are so hung up on titles for their job. I want to be a, a president. I want to be a vice president. And they don't look at that they can still be making the same impact if they're a secretary or assistant or a coordinator or a director, right? Yeah. And so when I think about Nehemiah, I think about the fact that some people would have just saw him as somebody who walks around with a cup in his hand drinking mm-hmm. juice all day. Whereas he was, you know, he had this, this, this role <laughs> came with some responsibilities and it also came with the position in which the king then blessed him mm-hmm. going back, right? It wasn't like, oh yeah, Nehemiah, you can go. Cool, whatever. I see you, we can get back. Because if, if we want to be real about it, the king could have been like, nah, bruh. Yeah. You need to do your job. I ain't trying to die. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure you test in what's in this cup, mm-hmm. right? But the king was like, no, like, yeah, you can go. Like, I, I understand your concern. And not only did he give him the blessing to leave, but he sent him with what he needed. Because mm-hmm. he told Nehemiah, you know what? Go grab this wood about the forest. Yeah. And so when I think about what he was called versus who called him, that was just the beginning. Because he was able to talk to the king, get these blessings, go to Jerusalem, he was then able to gather this team as well. And that's where we start to see who God had called him to be. We start to see him fulfill this vision of rebuilding the wall. And it wasn't easy, Mm -hmm. right? Like people was literally trying to tear up the wall as they were building it. And and Nehemiah had to be, I feel he had to be connected to the Holy Spirit and really connected to God so that he could be strategic about how we address these things. Because, you know, they didn't have cameras and stuff and all that back then. They wouldn't like, okay, let me put this little camera up in the corner (laughs) to watch the wall. He had to know that, like, these people were doing stuff. He had to have people that, you know, he could trust that were coming back to tell him this is what's going on. He had to kind of have, like, that keen spirit to say, like, okay, maybe there's a challenge that I need um, to address. And so he was able to be strategic about how we man this wall. So I'm like, Nehemiah is a perfect example of someone who started off with a seemingly basic title, what yeah. they were calling him, but went on to be one of the most, in my opinion, in, in, impactful people mm-hmm. in the Bible. You know, I think about a lot of people in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, we could start with Noah, some old man with a bunch of kids <laughs> yeah. who got called to build this big boat. What would it take him years to build this boat? He's... Noah, like 200 years old, he's like, I'm over this. And then, you know, you move forward. In the Bible, I always think about little shepherd boy, David. Yeah. And then you think about Joseph. Y'all know I love the story of Joseph. I don't know what it is about this boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love him. I've talked about Joseph a million times, so I'm not going to jump into that. Read Joseph about Joseph. <laughs> but anyway, and then if we even think about the women, like, you know, Ruth was a widow. We know how God used her. You know, Mary was a what a fourteen year old virgin. We already know what she and gave Jesus birth to. Was what? Jesus was what? 
She's, a carpenter. Okay. A carpenter. <laughs> Just like his daddy. This man was a dang old carpenter and he done made it so I could right. receive the Lord. Right. Like I receive God. Wow. Right. And so you just even just think about all these people in the Bible. So if you if you think you're being called stuff now, go back to the people in the Bible. Look what they were called. Yeah. Because like for real. And I, Joshua is a really another good one as well. And I think I've had even mentioned this before in another episode. I think it was... Um, I think it was the position for a purpose. Mm-hmm. But the more I read about Joshua and like Rahab, who was this prostitute and her crib was like on the wall. So she like got the view of like the city, the inner city and the outer city that Joshua was trying to get into. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, so God is, you know, people are calling her a prostitute, which she was, but God called her to a greater purpose in spite of, you know, what she, she was doing. Yeah. And so you just really never know. And so I always like to ask the question to people since this is called, what they call you versus who's called you is, are you seeking validation or confirmation? God is the only one who created you and who has called you for your purpose. So why are we constantly seeking other people to define what we are supposed to do and what we are supposed to be? Because who knows you better than yourself? God. So Mm -hmm. again, I ask, are you seeking validation from your friends or are you seeking confirmation from God? You got to never limit yourself of anything just because you've been conditioned to think that you can't, you won't, you shouldn't, you don't, you haven't, you you know, whatever. Because so is it possible to overcome that conditioning? Yeah. Is how? How do we do that when we live in a world mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, our environments are definitely huge, a huge piece of our identity. And yeah. even when we move, we kind of take on the identity of certain environments. So mm-hmm. how, how do women, especially, right? Because you know, women, we always yeah. looking to be to to be affirmed, or mm-hmm. and, and so how do we do that? How do we break down that conditioning? So when Exodus with Moses in chapter four, the Lord said to him, "I'm answering your question." The mm-hmm. Lord said to him, "Who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Mm-hmm. Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say." Yeah, and so. It's a choice. We have to fill our minds with God's truth. Well, I I told you to speak this. Why are you speaking yeah. this about yourself? I told you to believe this. Why are you believing this about yourself? And so I feel like, especially as women, and I go back to this every single episode. I know that sounds really cliche. If you don't know God's word, then you, you're not going to know nothing what's true about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you're not filling your heart with God's word then you're filling your heart with what everyone else is saying about about yeah. you. And what you hear is what you start to believe. So if you're not hearing God's voice, if you're not hearing God's scripture, you're not going to believe that. But if you're hearing, you know, Betty, Julie, Susie over here, mm-hmm. you ain't this, you ain't that, you are this, you are that, you're going to believe that. You're going to believe that. So can you give us an example of something in your life in which was a label assigned to you or a label that you took on that you had to rework some conditioning and choose God? label for you over that other title you know I don't think it was anyone that said anything to me I think I start to speak things just over my own self Mm. which is dangerous you can't get away from yourself (laughs) you know you can easily I think I won't say easy but I think it's easier to leave a toxic relationship or friendship but it's hard to leave your toxic self Self. yeah (laughs) It is. That's hard. And so I think for me, it goes to get back to those dark days. I think we were speaking about maybe about two weeks ago. I was believing myself like, dang, you know, I ain't good enough to be with nobody. I'm not good enough to achieve wow. nothing. 
I'm not good enough. You know, I was struggling even going back to graduate school. I'm not good enough because I, I sucked in school like all my life. I've just never been good at school. I was like, I'm not good enough to do this. Wow. So it's not even because what anybody else says. What I was saying about me, shockingly. Yeah. But I also think, too, I was not filling my heart up with God's word. So I was being filled up with all this other stuff. Amen. And I'm telling you, when you fill your heart with God, there's no room for nothing else is the key. There's no room for nothing else. Or even with, so I'm going to challenge that idea a little bit because I think when you fill yourself with God, there is still room for other things. I think what changes is how you fight those battles, right? So in my opinion, there are still going to be things that come and they take root within you, but how long you let them take root Mm -hmm. changes. So some people get hit with stuff and they just like, oh, woe is me. I'm down Mm -hmm. and out. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, yeah, I got hit, but if only you knew who my father was, that I'm about my father's business, Mm -hmm. that that I begin to fight this battle a little bit differently. Like it can't stay planted. It might have the seed might have, you know, breezed on by, but there's mm-hmm. no fertile ground for that mm-hmm. seed to grow a plant, right? Mm-hmm. And so I agree with you, and I, th- I thank you for sharing that. I think for me, one thing that um, other people labeled me as was, and this is a Christian podcast, so I'm not going to use the language they use, however common, but people used to say, oh, she's a B word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a B word. She's mean. Like, we don't, we don't want to be around her. We don't want to deal with her. And um, it came a point in my professional career where I always felt so. So it was kind of like a, a, a progression. People would say this about me and then I would feel like, well, because people think I'm a B word, I have to change my approach to how I deal with situations. Mm-hmm. So I, I started to kind of ease up. Um, I discovered that I'm not the most compassionate person at mm-hmm. times. Right. So God really had to do that work in me. But then also when I eased up. Once I started being like trying to make people feel really comfortable and trying to make people feel like I'm really nice, what ended up happening is I started feeling like I was always being taken advantage of. Mm. I was like, okay, God, like I'm trying to show your grace and your mercy to people, but they over here running over me. Yeah. They're being condescending in meetings. You know, they're not like I could say something and then another person would say something. They would be like, oh, Michelle, your idea is dumb. Oh, but Sally, you're right. great. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, when I was the clapback queen, what uh, was running over me yeah. in meetings, right? And mm-hmm. so it became this struggle of like, how do how do I balance that? What I honestly learned though, y'all, and this may sound a little a, a hard pill to swallow, but I learned that one, I was operating out of offense. Mm-hmm. I could be really easily offended. And so when I get offended, that makes it harder to show that grace. So when people were labeling me as the B word, Mm -hmm. they were missing that part of my expression of this B word like attitude Mm -hmm. was because I was operating in in offense and I did not know what grace actually looked like Mm -hmm. because I wasn't extending grace to myself. I sure wasn't extending grace to other people. But once I realized who God was and how much grace, I was receiving, I had to get myself all the way together. Mm -hmm. So I think that was, and part of that was um, understanding the balance and then minding my own business, (laughs) truly minding my own business. And I say that not to say that like being nosy in other people's business, Mm -hmm. but sometimes we get so caught up 
on what other people are doing, yes. what other people are getting, yes. how other and people... social media. That's, yes, that's the that's, that's it right the there. That's it. it right there. Because I, I swear it didn't used to be this way. Not as much. I really don't think it used to be this way as well, much. Well, it was different because you know you used to have the mamas back in the day that would come sit over on the porch and give you all the gossip. And yes, the tea. and they still do that. They, <laughs> but you can see necessarily. Yeah. You could only hear what somebody was saying. Yes. Now that we can see it. We have our own interpretation of how people view. So, you know, that whole uh, hashtag relationship goals. Yeah. I can't fool around with no. that. I don't even click on the hashtag no, no more. Because I'm can't. like, which, what I see on social media is not yeah. always what it looked like, mm-hmm. you know, behind mm-hmm. closed doors. Mm-hmm. And so, that you're right. I, I think we have to... We, we have to break some conditioning. We have to break what society says about women, about women of color, about mm-hmm. women of bigger sizes, right? We have to break down what, what society says about men, what society says about Christians. Yeah. And I think, especially women, when people criticize you, I won't even say like good criticism because some of us need that. Like Michelle said, you can't always take offense mm-hmm. when someone reveals yourself to you. Yeah. Hold <laughs> that mirror up. Yeah. But I think a lot of women say things about you mm-hmm. that are truly about themselves, but they're deflecting it onto you. Okay. Does that kind of make sense? And yeah. so, like, because I know this is about me, I'm not going to say, I, I don't want to admit that this okay. is how I am, so I'm just going to say that's how you are and hit on you for wow. that. Wow. I, I, I do. I think a lot of women do that. Well, just, you know, just example. Oh, she's, like, the most selfish person I know when Loki, like, you the selfish, you selfish one. selfish. <laughs> Or, you know, or she, she's the most, I don't know, loudest one in here, but you were just loud talking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, I'm glad Michelle to brought up not to take offense because sometimes I think hurt people like to hurt people. Yes. And so that's why you really cannot, you just can't let that bother you. I know mm-hmm. that seems easy, but you just truly got to shake it off because it's like, you know what? I know that's probably coming from a hurtful place. Mm-hmm. I know who I am in Christ and I know lies when I hear it mm-hmm. and it's easy to know truth when you hear it if you know the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's really hard to come back to combat lies if you don't know truth well and then you bring up a good point like knowing within yourself what the truth is and knowing who you actually are if we India Irie that's my girl y'all love me some India mm-hmm. I do too um and one of her songs I haven't, but I watch her song Versations mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, and they're all those. she she puts together this mm-hmm. narrative with her music. Anyway, I'm getting a little bit off, but um, the reason I'm bringing her up is she in, in one of her songs she says, um, "If I am created in the image of God, then call me by my name." Mm-hmm. That's essentially what the mm-hmm. lyric says, mm-hmm. and that was life changing for mm-hmm. me because I'm like, okay, wait a second, I am created in His mm-hmm. image, mm-hmm. like how. I could have been created in any image, but you chose to create me in your image. You could have created me in Mary's image. You could have created me in Esther's image, Ruth's image, Mm -hmm. Rachel's image, but you didn't created me in your image. Like, what does that say about me? And it wasn't necessarily the physical image, but what, what does that say about my heart? Yeah. What can my heart actually reflect? And so you're right. you, You do have to know the truth. And I think that's a practical thing that we can share with our listeners how can you break down some of that conditioning part of it is getting yourself into the word so you know the actual truth i think that's a really mm-hmm. good point mm-hmm. the devil's going to trick you with questions that will have mm-hmm. you second guessing who's god has called you to be absolutely. so the question to yourself should be who are you going to believe yes, <laughs> you know and especially and we talk about this a lot i really hate 
This is no shade against your best girlfriend that you know that's been riding for you since kindergarten. Yeah. There's no shade for her. I don't know y'all's relationship. But if you already know, she ain't living righteously. <laughs> she ain't living holy or whatever. And so you really gonna believe all these mm-hmm. things that she's saying about you. But like, but you know that you know you rocking with God and you in God's word, but you know that she ain't God's word, but you really gonna take her word over God's word? That don't make no sense to me. It don't. But I feel like we're so loyal to that girlfriend. But she been riding for me. You know, my dude been riding for me. You so loyal to this imperfect person. But you're not loyal to the one that, again, that you were created in the image mm-hmm. of. That kills me. It does. But but I feel like it's easy to do that only because we can't see God. It's, it's very easy to do that. I'm not saying it's, it's not. It's very easy to do that. You can't see God. But you gotta train yourself to hear God, right? And you, and you, and you. We don't see Him like, like how I'm looking at you and see. We right. don't see Him like that. But you ever like reflect back, like, dang, I saw God all up through that, but I couldn't see it then. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, and and I can appreciate that. What I'm saying is that there are times where even when we talk to our parents and mm-hmm. we choose to believe another word, mm-hmm. another person's perspective, another person's yeah. ideas compared to what our parents have taught us. And these are our parents, yeah. right? Um, so I, I feel like there's a parallel there. And, and the reason why I say we can't see God, I say I would say that to say that in our physical nature as humans, when I can sit down and talk to you and feel you and touch you and actually hear the elevation of your voice within context and I can see your emotion to the advice that you're giving me and I can prove like she did this at this time and this at this time and this at this time, mm-hmm. then it makes it easier to trust that it does and so i think spiritual maturity is really key when you decide what you're going to choose but i find it fascinating we can't see satan either but we'll choose to believe him that is true i'm with you when you're right you can't we you can't see god you can't see the enemy but it's for some reason makes it so easier for us to believe the enemy Mm -hmm. versus believing god so so i see what you're saying but but i feel like i feel like part of that though goes back to your physical existence because when the enemy is attacking you and he's killing, stealing, and destroying yes. stuff, that is all very traumatic. Mm-hmm. So it becomes very easy for you to identify trauma within your life. It's very easy to identify the pain. It's very rare that we take the time and say, you know what, even through this pain, there's a blessing. There's a silver lining. Mm-hmm. God is still God. Mm-hmm. And and that's just how it is. You know, we lose our job. Mm-hmm. Oh, woe is me. Mm-hmm. How many times do people lose their job? You know what, like, Lord, I'm thank- I'm so thankful that you closed that door because I know it's something else on, mm-hmm. the other side, mm-hmm. on the other side. We yeah. don't do that. When we think about relationships, when we're in the thick of a relationship and things are bad, mm-hmm. we harp on that. Yeah. Completely forgetting how you ended up in that relationship in the first place. Yeah. If if it's godly, y'all. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm talking about godly relationships. But like say we gotta yeah. remind ourselves, you have to quote it in John, you know, mm-hmm. the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And yes. I'm kind of like, you know, combating myself. But when I said that, you know, it's we can't see Satan when we're choosing to believe him. Keep in mind, y'all, that Satan don't show up with, you know, a, a bow on his on his tail and horns on his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the enemy true. shows up in the forms of people that look just like you. Yeah. And so, and that's why you have to fill yourself up with truth before you believe someone, you know, that is filled up with all this mm-hmm. hate that's, that, that the enemy is disguised into. Yes. And so I, I feel that the closest partner to truth is faith. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. to have faith requires so much courage, so much courage, so much courage to have faith, even when things are jacked up, just requires so mm-hmm much 
courage. And so I feel like part when you fill yourself with the truth, that truth has to be accompanied by faith so that when your situation stops looking like what you think it should look like or yeah. what God has <laughs> promised you, yeah. you have faith to know that it's still coming, yeah. right? And I think it's really easy to to forget that. So good point. Mm-hmm. Glad you brought that up. These were all good points. Really good. Um, one thing that I, um, I was listening to a sermon a couple years ago and one of the things I heard this pastor say, it really kind of wrecked me. Um, he, he asked us, um, do we love God more or do we love sin more? Mm. And he said, every time you choose to be a habitual offender to a sin, you are telling God more, that yeah. you love that sin mm-hmm. more than you love God. Mm-hmm. And that really jacked me <laughs> up because mm-hmm. I think about when we have a prayer life with God, most times we asking him for stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asking him for stuff. We've all been guilty We're talking of that. about, <laughs> yeah. you know, what has hurt us, mm-hmm. what we're experiencing, what we need. And very rarely do we sit down and think about God, like, is the life that I'm living hurting you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gave me breath in these lungs. You gave me sight with these eyes. It, am I using this to glorify you or are these things hurtful to you? We don't ask those questions because I think we're afraid to get that answer. We're afraid you know to find answer. out. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, you know the answer. We're afraid to find out that we could be potentially hurting mm-hmm. God. And so, um, mm-hmm. that was good. To go back to what they call you versus who's called you. Yes, I do think you absolutely need to know the truth. You need to have faith. And then you need to just choose God over your sin, Mm -hmm. right? Choose God over your current circumstance. Choose God over your finances. I've seen God stretch $10 for some where people couldn't stretch Mm $10,000. And I'm I'm a product of that. I'm a product (laughs) of a a father who who raised his kids off of, I mean, like coins, Mm y'all. We used to be like, huh? (laughs) <laughs> like how did you make that work and I think that's why I got the hustler mentality today amen shout out to my dad so this is good job you want to pray us out Michelle? I do and um if you're struggling with this topic or you want to hear more about it we would love to do a Facebook live session with you all to kind of dive deeper into this just hit us up and let us know so dear heavenly father I just thank you so much for calling us and qualifying us in your image I thank you that um, we don't have to be restricted to the confines of what the world shows us, what social media shows us. I just thank you that you have chosen to love us um, unconditionally, Lord. So help us to see ourselves as you see us. Help us tap into that Holy Spirit so that we can know the truth, so that we can discern the lies of the enemy, oh God. Lord, I, I pray that any word curse that has been spoken over any of our listeners or their families, oh God, I pray that they are severed and they're binded up and they're removed from them, mm-hmm. oh God. I pray that you just renew their vision, renew hope, and renew faith within these people, God, so that they can see themselves as beautiful and blameless, oh God. Lord, just help our ministry reflect what we talk about. Help our hearts reflect what we talk about. Let us walk it like we talk it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank y'all, and we will catch you next week. We'll be back.